guys. How's it going? Welcome, welcome back to another live stream. Hope the music's not too loud. Just trying to get things started as we uh, as we usually do on these answer and question sessions. Uh, so, by the way, before we get started, if there's anyone out there that wants to ask me any questions for me to answer live while we're sitting here on the beach, hanging out, go right on ahead. Okay. But shout out to everybody out there. Welcome, welcome in. Muchas gracias for joining me today. All right, so let's just get into it. So... As we wait for everybody to get their notifications and start coming into the show and all that good stuff, let's just do all the boring stuff, but the cool stuff, you know what I mean? You already know. I'm going to say thank you to all my patrons. Thank you to all my members out there. So we already got a bunch of members going strong, a bunch of patrons going strong. And, um, you know, I just want to give a big shout out to everyone out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for for all your patronage. Also, thank you to everyone out there that has been participating lately um, with the new, you know, kind of show. Uh, what is it? The new program that we're doing here where we are, you know, and where you guys are asking me your most asked questions or whatever questions you want to ask me. And I answer them for you in a, you know, video format. And, you know, <laughs> this is terrible. I know, by the way, I am. I apologize. I have a bunch of things going on in the background, and I'm a little bit distracted at the moment. As you know, I'm on the beach. I mean, it's uh, it's a little windy out here. We got the dog barking in the background. We got a bunch of things going on, as you know. But um, as you guys have uh, been noticing in the last few weeks, I have been uh, ask, answering a bunch of your questions that you guys have been asking me. Where. I make a special video just for you guys, and it's been going great. Anyway, so shout out to you guys. Shout out to all the new subscribers, all the old subscribers, all the new members, all the old members, all the new patrons, all the old patrons, everyone, everyone. Just want to shout out to everyone and uh, say thank you. So I'm just doing this, going through the motions here, because I figured instead of just having a, a block of nothing but music... Might as well just say, you know, say thank you, talk to you guys for a little bit and uh, start getting the ball rolling. Because as you know, in these kind of live streams where I'm just answering your questions, it all really boils down to you. I can't really do anything until you guys start asking me questions and I get to answer them. Now, of course, I only need one question to get started since, you know, my answers are very long. But other than that, you know what I mean? Start asking away Bruh. and we can get started soon as possible all right so I'm, I'm gonna play music for like 10 seconds so i can take care of uh gizmo for a second let him out and then uh, we'll go from there okay hold on We're back. 
All right, so shout out to everyone out there. Welcome, welcome in. So let's uh, shout out to Miguel. Shout out to Cheeseburger with Frijoles, Narud, Jaloof, Ty Cooper, Lodak. Shout out to Lodak. I haven't seen you in a while, brother. I know, I saw you at the last live stream. I saw you there, brother. I saw you hanging out there. So shout out to you. Shout out to Hanson, Mega Shredder, Enrique, and uh, everyone else out there that's lurking. All right, so let's see. We got questions. I already see we got a few questions coming in. All right, question numero uno. What's up, Jose? Is that beach near Merida? Yes. That, that Okay, so what you're watching there, I filmed. I actually filmed myself. Hopefully, it's coming in pretty good, and you guys can see, you know, see it nice on the screen. But, uh, yeah, I filmed that myself. I forgot what beach it was, but it was on the Yucatan coast. I think it was like an hour hour and a half away from here i would say i would say probably an hour away from here but it's not that far i mean it's really really close i mean an hour is not that far okay so uh eh? you know an hour's drive meaning you know by the time you get in your car get your fat ass all the way to to the beach you know i mean it's gonna take over like an hour you know realistically all right so next question um mega shredder ass are most medications over the counter well, I mean, yes. I mean, I'm not quite sure what you mean by medications. I mean, yeah, a lot of medications are over the counter. Medications are easier, easier to get here, um, I guess. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot of things are very controlled in the USA. Like, uh, I remember I used to take allergy medicine. And, you know, I was restricted to only getting 30 pills a day. I mean, 30 pills a month. And some months have 31. And I was like, man, I just want my stupid allergy medication, man. Anyways, so um, that was in the U.S. But here, I mean, when I got here, I was able to get that allergy medication over the counter, no problem. But there is a lot of things that you are going to need to have um, to, uh, you know, see a doctor, get a prescription and do that deal. There are controlled substances and all that good stuff. You know, same as over there. But it's definitely not like in the U.S.A. where, you know, again, they, they overly control you know your allergy medication but then they give away oxycontin you know like whatever like uh, tic tacs you know what i'm saying so it's like whatever man um but no yeah for the most part you know the, the real reason most people uh come out here when it comes to medication is just because it's extremely cheap and it's the same medication and it's in fact and sometimes better or stronger um but yeah and oh yeah and the reason i don't take any more allergy medication is because after living here for a while allergies just disappeared I know, right? I used to have all these crazy allergies in the U.S. and now here, they just disappeared. So, hope that answers your question. All right. Ty Cooper says, what are some walkable neighborhoods in Merida? A lot of people say north, but not specific neighborhoods. No. The north is not walkable. You know, where I live is walkable. Centro is walkable. Um, you know, the east is walkable. The west is walkable. The south is is walkable means that you can walk out of your house and outside of your house, you're going to be able to find, you know, everything you need, meaning, you know, the fruit vendor, the vegetable vendor, the little corner store, the, 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 the butcher for the meat, um, you know, your hardware store, you know, um, the ox. So, you know, everything is in walking distance in my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, I can, I don't need a car or a bicycle. All right. I can walk to the butcher walk to the fruit vendors there's multiple fruit vendors multiple 
um, tienditas, you know, which are the corner stores that sell everything. Um, there's a few OXOs, um, and everything's within walking distance, you know, um, hardware stores, just about anything. Now, yes, you know, if I have a bicycle, I can go a little further out, and um, obviously with the car, I can go even further out. But now, when you talk about the north of Medi, the north of that, you know, the north of this city, um, not walkable. I mean, again, if you guys, you guys can watch my videos where I drive around and I show you guys, the north of the city is more like a typical U.S. American city, meaning huge roads, huge malls, and not walkable, not walkable at all. And it's, it's things are just very far and, and, and far apart. And also in the neighborhoods, since it's nicer and fancier neighborhoods, you know, they kind of don't want the... The, the little corner store and they don't want a lot of these amenities that come from you know actually living in mexico because you know a lot of these people are like oh I, you know we're living now you know i don't want to live in in the barrio you know hey i'm making more money i'm talking about the typical mexican you know they're like hey i'm making more money um i'm, I'm moving on up to the east side i mean to the north side in this case and um you know they just kind of want to be as far away from that as possible you know so you're going to see less and less of that you know what i mean in the north because again the more you know um the more people are living in these big ass houses and you know they're living in these areas that have um you know homeowners associations or their private you know neighborhoods or private you know uh, whatever um yeah no you know you're gonna see way less of all of that you know so again think about it you know if you're in a gated community and you got to go to the just any, you know any of these places that i just mentioned you're not going to have it in the gated community so you got to walk out of the gated community and once you walk out of the gated community they're not going to be there you're probably not going to be able to find any of them you're probably you know, the only closest thing you're going to be able to find is the grocery store which you're probably going to have to uber to you know so you know just to put that into perspective you know um and and in merida the north is what's like that um in other cities in mexico it's i don't know where the richer neighborhoods are but the more rich more affluent more you know again you know neighborhoods that look like and have the main amenities and the things of the usa you know um they're less walkable and they're also more expensive so for me you know if i gotta go to PetSmart, i'd rather just drive there and it might take me 20 25 minutes to get to PetSmart. you know what that's fine i don't go to PetSmart a lot maybe once a year that's fine you know what i mean like i, I don't I, or whatever if i need to go to a specialty store i'll just take the drive instead of having it in my neighborhood you know for me you know i what i you know prefer and i think a lot of you guys prefer is to be able to have fresh you know meat you know that got the got the, they just butchered it. they just killed the turkey they killed the pig they killed the cow the night before the day before you know, they butchered it not too long ago from a local farmer. You know, I, I want access to that. I want access to fruits and vegetables that were grown on local farms, you know. Um, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, it's not for everybody. Um, some people, you know, they prefer to just get everything at the supermarket. So that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But that's the difference, all right? So let me see. Uh, Mega Shredder says, I'm talking about things like Cialis, testosterone, antibiotics, and medications. Okay, well, okay, if you need Cialis, Viagra, you know, certain things like that, you don't need a prescription. You can just get them over the counter. Now, uh, antibiotics, I think you need a prescription for that. Testosterone, you're probably going to need a prescription for that. But again, you know, they're not that difficult to get, but 
you know, you, you just got to, you know, talk to the right doctor and uh, make sure that, you know, you get prescribed the right thing for you. Don't be just going out there trying to get whatever because, you know, they're not going to just prescribe it because, you know, just for no reason. So, anyways, hope that helps. But, yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of things are easy to get, you know, regardless. If there's certain medications that you're already taking in the USA and you got your bottle and, you know, you got your prescription, you got all your paperwork from the USA, you know, just regular medication, whatever the medication it is, you, you know, you just come out here and go to a regular doctor at Dr. Simi, okay, the Simi Lattes, right? You know, you just go to the pharmacy that has this guy dancing outside, and they have doctors inside that will charge you 50 pesos, okay, 50 pesos, and um, that 50 pesos, um, you know, will allow you to talk to them, and, you know, you can just show them, hey, look, my doctor in the U.S., you know, prescribed me this, I have this condition, um, can you help me get the prescription? Oh, yeah, of course, no problem. You know, they'll check your blood pressure, you know, do a couple, like a little quick checkup, you know, and all that good stuff. But, yeah, long story short, if you're a cancer patient and you got your cancer medication and you just need to get it here, you know what I mean? And you just need someone to prescribe it for you and uh, that's it, you know, then that's fine. You know what I mean? Just go to Dr. Simi and they'll take care of you. Okay? Now, not all Dr. Simi's, not all have doctors so make sure you inquire first with the pharmacy to make sure that that particular pharmacy has doctors so about 50 percent of them have doctors in them 50 percent of them don't and um they work i think from nine in the morning to like 10 at night and i think they have like a break in between okay between shifts or something but they have a doctor available in the morning and a doctor available at night okay and sometimes multiple doctors all right so i hope that helps all right, Patricia says, oh, wait, Mega Shredder says, all right, let me see. What have you heard about people living in Guadalajara? I've heard great things. I really don't know anything about it. That's a place I really do want to visit. And, um, you know, in the future, I will visit, and I can't wait to tell you guys about it. But as far as I know, it's great. And if you're young, even better, because it's like a major hub for technology and, you know, things of that nature. So that's why I want to visit. So if you're into technology and nerd stuff and all that good stuff, you know, like, like me, um, then, yeah, you'll love Guadalajara. So, I, you know, go check it out. Um, but I don't know too much about it other than that. Um, Patricia says, hello, Jose. Jose Novello video on Sunday had great info. Oh, glad it was helpful. Is he an immig immigration lawyer? Yes. Uh, real yeah, his website is real estate. Okay, so his specialty, okay, he is a lawyer, okay, but his specialty is, remember, things are different in Mexico. But anyways, his, his lawyer specialty is taxes and real estate law. So if you really need real estate law and taxes, he's your guy. Now, when it comes to immigration, that's pretty easy and straightforward. So he can also help you with that because it's not really, you know, it's not that hard. You know, things that are difficult, are again, taxes, real estate, you know, all the intricacies that come with all that, the contracts and the, the you know, the, uh, the Mexican IRS and yada, yada, yada. So that's really his specialty. Okay. Again, those two things. But he does immigration, you know what I mean? Because, again, there's a lot of people that need that service, and so he provides it. And, again, that's why we provide a lot of that information for free. In fact, almost all the information, we provide all the information for free, okay? Because we're, we're trying to help you. We're trying to help whoever out there. But we realize that there's a lot of people out there that don't know the language, you know, um, don't want to go through all of that, you know, procedure, process, whatever. And so then you just hire Jose. You don't have to hire him. You can hire a bunch of people, okay? 
the reason that we have Jose around, you know, is the trust factor because he's the guy that's helped me out since forever. And, you know, he's helped a lot of you guys out. You know what I mean? That, um, again, you know, I'm very happy with his services and his help and everything in between. So it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, I, I, I want to help you guys just like I make all these videos and I provide all this information. He's out there again to provide all this information. If you want to hire him, he's there. If you don't want to hire him, that's totally fine. Now, at least you know what to tell the lawyer or the person that you're going to hire what to do. Okay. So that's why you even see people out there that are like services. You know what I mean? They're not lawyers or anyone professional. Um, they're just services. You know what I mean? That, hey, I can help you with your immigration paperwork. Because, again, it's really kind of straightforward. It's not that difficult. You just need to know the language and pay the fees. That's it. You know what I mean? That's really it. Um, but a lot of people don't know the language, you know? And so I, that's understandable. So you got to pay someone to help you along with that or any other paperwork. Let's say you want to register a, a car that you bought, whatever. But, again, that's why Jose, you know what I mean? Like, he can do this stuff. But... You know, it comes at a cost, you know what I mean? And, and that cost sometimes might be more than some people might want to pay. And that's understandable because, you know, he's a lawyer and he handles, again, other things. And he helps the people that want that help. But, again, regardless, I feel like we're both helping you, all of you guys out with the videos that we make. And it's up to you whether you want to hire us, hire him or not. You know what I mean? You, If you guys want to hire me... Um, you guys can hire me for Zoom meetings, Zoom calls. Again, as you know, um, I offer Zoom calls, Zoom meetings where you guys can talk to me one-on-one -on -one consulting and I can talk to you and ask, you can ask me anything. We can go one-on-one -on -one and talk about things that we can't talk about on YouTube and so on and so forth. And uh, and you can meet me in person. There's a fee for that and all that good stuff. But again, no no one has to pay anything. It's all, you know what I mean? We still provide the information for free. It's up to you whether, you know, you want to take us up on it or not. All right. Anyways, hope that answered that question. Um, Leonardo Rodriguez asks, Que si soy cubano. Si soy cubano, brother. Soy de Hialeah. I am de 305. You know, you already know what's up. I'm from Miami. Yes, 100%. I am a Miami boy, born and raised in Hialeah. You know what I mean? You know, the, the hood. You know, out there. You know what I mean? So if you're from out there, yes, that's from where I am. Norma says, What do I think about Salut at Salutia? I don't know. I've never. I don't know anything about that area at all. So, sorry, I apologize. Carl Turner says, I'm interested in a vacation to Yucatan on the beach and possibly spending a few days on a private yacht with a big catamaran, 60 to 80 feet. Is there likely to find better deals after we're already there? I don't know. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I don't even know. I don't, I've never, that's, that sounds nice, man. You know, congrats on that. You know what I mean? That sounds... Sounds very nice. You know, as I was reading that, I was like, um, but, um, you know, I don't know, man. I don't even know how to even book one of those things. So I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I suck with the tourist stuff. I'm not a tourist guy. You know what I mean? I'm not a guide. I'm not a tourist. Uh, you know, like a lot of people get disappointed, man, when they ask me all these touristy questions and I'm like, I don't know. I, I came out here with a few bags and a dollar to my name and I was just trying to survive and I made some videos and that's it. I don't know about booking a yacht. I'm sorry. Hope you're not mad at me. I don't think you are, man. And I know some people do get mad when I don't know some of these things, you know, like, you know what? Hey, how do I book, like, uh, you know what I mean? A $1,000 a night, you know, club in Cancun and can I get a deal with this? I, just, I don't know. Anyways, all right. How are the gyms there? They're great. 
they're great. Um, they have all kinds of gyms. So they got gyms like home, not home gyms, but like, uh, you know, um, how do I say it's like, um, you know, small gyms, you know, small home, uh, small business gyms. You know what I mean? Like where a guy just has a gym, you know, or they have, you know, just regular gyms like that. And then they got the nice fancy gyms. You know what I mean? They got like the really, really, really fancy gyms. Um, but yeah, they got a bunch of gyms. They got all kinds of gyms out here um, for all your tastes. You know, like uh, they also got things like if you want to learn, you know, judo, karate, you know, all kinds of things, yoga. Um, they got everything, just about just about everything you could want. Um, but when it comes to gyms, yes, and, and working out and stuff like that, yes, you know, a lot of Mexicans are pretty active and they do care about their their health. You know, you'll see like a like a you know my a guy my age or older, you know what I mean, like uh, with a big ass beer gut belly, and you know you, you anyways, and you see him at the park, you know, working out. You see him at the park, you know, doing you know some whatever exercises is is, is. so. But yeah, they, I mean, there's gyms. Like I said, there's free gyms. You know, like you, they have. You go to the park and they have those. Uh, what you might call it? Those. Um, you know, they, what is it? Those. Those. I, I forgot what they're called. You know, but those exercises or those things that you can do at the park. I don't know. They don't have them in the U.S. anymore. But you know, they used to have like the chin up bar and the monkey bars and the bicycle thing. You know, they got like all these free things. So you can like a lot. A lot of parks. You know, what I mean, you can just go to the park and just have a free gym there. You know, so. You know, when it comes to gyms, you got many options, you know, from free to very expensive to fancy to, you know, jailhouse. You know what I mean? Like, you know, which I, I like I like the ones in the park better. I like the, you know, again, I do more like the jailhouse workout. You know what I mean? Like, you know, something you can kind of like do in, in a cell. You know, again, push-ups, you know, pull, you know, a lot of things you can just do with your own body weight and things like that. And... And again, you know, people that, that, that laugh at that, I'm like, have you seen someone that comes out of prison, how jacked they are? You know, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, that's just me, though. You know, I don't think about, you know, to me, spending a lot of money on a fancy gym is not, I like more of the just homegrown stuff. All right, next question. I've heard of Santa Fe and Progresso. That's okay. Um, do you use the IMS healthcare system? I do not. I just, you know, if I had a, have a health issue, I just go to the doctor. You know, whether, you know, for the minor things, I'll go to doctor see me and have them kind of look me or Christian over. If I have a little bit more complicated thing, we'll go to a regular doctor. You know, it's like around $25 a visit. And if we need to see a specialist, it's like around $40 a visit. And that's it. You know, that's what we do. And uh, we just pay out of pocket and... Uh, and that's and so to me it's like i you know we we go out of our way and like you know we you know we find doctors that are not crazy expensive um but that are really good you know in the upper media you know like in the medium to upper range you know um affordable um because you and i think the ims and i think you know they have free health care out here and free doctors and stuff like that but i would not recommend any of that stuff you know unless it's uh you know, um, necessary, but I think IMS. I don't know what IMS is, man. I think that's like the health insurance for you know retired folks and all that good stuff. I don't know. I really have no idea. Sorry, but uh, but the medical system out here in Mexico is really good. It's it's pretty good. Let me see. Roll G says, "Qué pasa? Can you talk about private healthcare?" Yeah, oh, man. Gee, like there you go. Oh, so again, if you're paying out of pocket, extremely affordable. You know, if you're looking into the whole insurance thing, I'm not the guy to talk to. I don't have insurance and I don't pay for insurance because I know people that have health insurance of all ages. And for the most part, just like always, you know, insurance leaves you high and dry and you still got to pay out of pocket anyway. So whatever, you know what I mean? So to me, I just pay out of pocket. It's affordable. If you have a catastrophic event, 
um, it's going to cost you, but at least you can get it done and fixed, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, you know, uh, for people that have a lot of health issues, I'm not the guy to talk to. I apologize. All right, next question. I, as I mean, it goes, I asked because there's me- you can get medications delivered through rapid. Correct. Yeah, I mean, you can get medic. You can call. You can call Doctor Simi himself. You can call the pharmacy, and they'll deliver. It's cheaper. You know, Rappi is going to cost you money because there's a service. He's a courier. You know, middleman. If you call them directly, they deliver for free. Okay. So let me see. But it seems like it costs more than if I get it from India. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I don't know if you can get something from India to Mexico. I mean, I don't know about all that. So, and you know, there is shipping. <laughs> Let me see. I'm looking at the questions. Anyone have questions? Oh, Mega Shredder. What happened to the crazy stalkers? I don't know, man. Most of them kind of disappeared when I stopped uh, interacting with people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Let me see. That made me really not want to do YouTube when you mentioned it. Look, it has happened, you know, but... um, the reality is, is that like, it, like how, why that started is because I was becoming too accessible to the audience. I'm just being 100% honest. That's a great question. And so the minute that I started pulling it back, okay, and not being so accessible, um, not only have I seen more growth with the channel and better, you know, obviously I think I'm making better content. Um, but on top of that, you know, um, I have seen uh, the fact that like now that I'm charging, I charge for my services, I charge to meet up, I charge, to answer question, I charge, I charge, I charge. I don't want to charge. I mean, I do. I mean, I'm not going to, I need to make money, damn it. Come on, jeez. <laughs> Hold on, where's the sound effect? Bruh. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like before I didn't want to charge, I just wanted to do this and help and all this other stuff. But again, as, as cruel reality as it sounds, and I mean, the cruel reality of all this is, okay, and it, it might sound cruel to some people, and some people at least understand, and it is what it is, but the reality is, is that when I was giving super everything for free and being super crazy accessible, that's like the stalkers were just like falling out of the trees. But the minute that I just started charging and I started, you know, um, you know, just going down this route where I just don't interact with the audience, you know, I, I don't interact with the audience outside of this. You know, I, I'm not meeting up with anybody outside of you paying me to meet up with you. You know what I mean? I'm not going out of my way. I'm not I'm not doing any of that anymore because it just brings problems. All it's done is brought problems. But the minute that I start charging, it just stopped bringing the problems because all of a sudden, I don't know why, people behave and they act more professional and they act normal. And then, you know what I mean? Depending on the person will depend on whether I might have a friendship or relationship going forward with that person or not. It all depends on the person and the chemistry, which we're all human. But for the, because I still have, you know, I got a lot of friends out there that I've met through YouTube, you know, but, but for the most part, that's how I've had, that's how I've been able to control it. You know what I mean? This is the reality of it. You know what I mean? I, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like, um, by being so nice, so open, so giving, so all of that, all that did was bring me problems. And, and 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 that made me very upset. You guys remember? You guys have been watching my content for a while. For a while, I got very upset. I didn't want to make any videos anymore, and I just got out of it. But then I just start. I, you know, people just kept hitting me up because again, I, the content that I've made is still out there, and I still help people because I like helping people. So, 
eventually I just, when I, I got back into it, I said to myself, I, I have to control the audience. You know what I mean? I cannot have the audience control me. And so that's what I've done. And it's been, my God, it's been amazing. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel happy again making videos. I don't have a problem with stalkers. If I do meet someone on the street and they get a little stupid or crazy, I get crazier and stupider and that's it. And I'm in, we're in Mexico. So it's like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, give me a break. Um, you know, it's not like the U.S. In the U.S., you can't confront anyone. You're probably going to get arrested, you know, for anything. Out here, it's Mexico. So, so it's very different. You know what I mean? For me now, now that I've been able to control it, you know what I mean? It's been so much more pleasant. Now, when I meet you guys in person on a Zoom call, however I meet you guys, it is so nice, so pleasant, so awesome, so everything. But, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know. understand why, you know, humans are humans i don't know i'm a weird human too i get it but man i don't know it just it, it pains me to even talk about that subject okay but long story short i have not had any problems with stalkers i have not had any problems with weirdos anymore or any of that and i think it's it all comes from the fact that when you give so much for free when you just open your front door when you literally open your front door leave it open well of course anyone any critter is going to walk in here and that was the problem. But once I closed the door and I started charging a cover charge, no problem. You know what I mean? Because, again, a lot of these critters that are the stalkers, the weirdos, the whatever, they're not, I mean, they're too cheap to even give up a dollar. So it's like, you know, it's just, so that's how I vet and that's how I've been able to just deal with it. And it's been freaking amazing. And, again, I, I do free. I mean, I'm, I'm literally right now doing a live stream answering any question about anything. I do so much of this for free and i love doing it and uh to me it's like you know i enjoy this you know what i mean it's cool um but uh yeah man you know the the weirdo the weirdos are out there and they're gonna be out there they're lurking i know they're watching and they're looking and uh you know it is what it is nothing else i can really do about it but thanks for asking i really appreciate it yeah man because that that's you know that has been a problem that has been solved all right next question <laughs> hold on Bruh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rob. Hey, how's it going, Rob? Shout out to you, brother. Rob Borland. Um, what about the postal system? No one has post boxes. What's up? Do people send letters anymore? So, yeah, I mean, that's a great question. You know, so, yeah, they don't have mailboxes, but people do get mail. But it's not like in the U.S. In the U.S., you most of the mail that you get, or Canada, I'm guessing Canada is the same thing, too. But most of the mail that you get is literally junk mail but if someone is gonna send you a letter you get mail i get mail you know what i mean uh you know uh, i know people get mail and the mail the mail carrier here just comes like on a bicycle or a motorcycle and they just deliver mail you know what i mean like because it's it's so few and far in between you know like uh the mail delivery that basically like the mail carrier would just get like a bag full of mail each day and um they just go out and deliver it throughout the city but it's not like in the U.S. or Canada where it's like, uh, you know, the mail delivery system where it's like, you know, the mail guy comes to every house, every door, delivers a bunch of crap to every single. That does not exist here at all. You know what I mean? Like, for example, if like um, someone wants. To, OK, so, you know, a lot of the junk mail, like let's say you want to get some advertising from Sears or Target or Walmart. So literally what has to happen is that Walmart or any one of these places, they have to hire somebody to go door to door and drop those off at your house. And sometimes, sometimes we get those. 
Sometimes we get a little advertising from Liverpool, you know, from Walmart. And we're not Walmart. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm, because again, you, do, you don't understand. If I say Walmart, if I, if I say Liverpool, Chedraui, Soriana, you guys are like, huh, what? But those are all Mexican brands. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like I just say Walmart, Target, whatever. So it'll be easier for you guys to understand out there. But yes, you know what I mean? It's, the mail system is very different out here. Great observation. No mailbox needed. For no for because again that's great you know we know no uh, no mailbox equals no junk mail so that's always a good thing right so uh, nice question great question all right cheeseburger with frijoles says I spent a couple of weeks traveling around the Yucatan and the biggest stress to me was getting gas and the tricks they sometimes play to get you to pay more yeah man recommendations of getting gas stress free. I mean, honestly, there isn't. You know what I mean? Like, really, what I do is that I just go to multiple gas stations and I only put like around 500 pesos at a time. And then sometimes I'll have like a gas station, you know, where I trust the guy, you know, because I know the guy is buying, you know, like a certain gas station. But, you know, I really just go and do that because I, you cannot trust any gas stations. A lot of times, you know, you go to gas stations and they, they, they just outright hustle you. Meaning, like, for example, I'll go with a 10 liter jug, right? And they fill it up to 10 liters and all of a sudden, like I said, something completely different. You know, there's way more liters that they're charging me for. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? I'm not going to get in a fight with the guy. There's really nothing you could do. All you can do is go to Profeco, you know, um, you know, so they can uh, put a... Um, una demanda, what is it, like, kind of, like, sue them or whatever, you know, but, I mean, kind of, you know, really, what do you, so, so, if you put in a lot of money, let's say you put 2,000, 2,500 pesos, yeah, you most likely they're going to take a lot more money from you, as opposed to if you just do 500 at a time, you know, what are they going to get away with, you know, 20 pesos, you know, 30 pesos, so, so that's the thing, you know, like, it's just, it is what it is, it's, it's not always the case, but it's always be safe than sorry, all right, it's a great, another great question. A lot, of, a lot of really good questions today. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to all of you guys. All right. Kamer Max says, have you ever found a place to buy bulk food like Costco? Oh, yeah. We have Costco. We got Costco. We got Sam's Club. We got all that stuff out here. And then some. So there's And then there's also many Mexican-owned, um, you know, big stores like that that are not Costco but, you know, other restaurant supply stores or big, you know, buy in bulk supply stores. Also, you are more than, you know, all citizens are more than welcome to go to El Centro, the center of the city where, you know, everybody, um, you know, all the purveyors, you know, let's say you are a lemon farmer, a pineapple farmer, a, you know, um, whatever farmer, you know, and uh, you need to sell your stuff, you know, you bring it to market. So, you know, to the central market hub, you can, you're more than welcome to go there as well and buy in bulk. So, you know, if you want to buy, you know, 10,000 watermelons or 100 watermelons, you can buy 100 watermelons there and buy it for extremely cheap because, again, you're buying it straight from the farmer. So, yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's many places that you can buy in bulk here. So, yes, again, another great question. A lot of good questions today. Do we have any poker rooms? Um, there's casinos, you know, and I think they got poker there. Not too familiar with that. So, all right, let's see. David Rogers, shout out to David. He just got back from the beach. Shout out to the beach. Shout out to David. Yeah, I know. Right today was very hot. I I, I wanted to get in the in the water today. Uh, 
So it was a good day today. Yeah, today, again, it was like my friend's up in Minnesota, and he's like, you know, negative 30 degrees out there, and uh, it's like 95 and sunny today. Shout out to, shout out to living in paradise. All right, so literally, this is the weather, all right? Like, that's what we're looking at right now. That's what it looks like right now. Right now, literally, that's what it looks like, okay? All right, so February 23rd, all right, 95 degrees. That's right. Okay. But again, this is not for everybody. Some people complain it's crazy hot. And to those people, I say goodbye. Bye, Felicia. Go enjoy the cold weather. Mexico has plenty of cold weather cities. Um, Go have fun there. This is not for you. Don't come here to complain about the heat. That's all we got is heat. (laughs) (laughs) that's a positive most people want to be on the beach you know anyways people just find always a a reason to complain about anything man jesus anyways all right next please (laughs) mega shredder says can you find the cheap can you find the cheapest rent walking around or online uh probably walking around you can find uh, you can find so much more for rent walking around that you're not going to find online by the way by the way, if you are looking to rent, you know, something in Merida for something in, you know, un- under $500 or under 10,000 pesos or whatever, um, David Rogers has a group, you know, uh, what is it called? Casitas in Merida for 10, whatever. Um, let me see. Let me see if I can provide the link. One second. Let me see if I can get the link for you guys for that. If you guys are interested in joining that group, so you guys can find. So, that, I mean, you know, there, you got to find and dig and dig and dig. And if you are um, lucky enough, you know, to have awesome friends like David Rogers, in which they say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to create a group for people that keep complaining that things are too expensive so that they can see for themselves. In fact, we're going to look at the group right now. That's a great question. Hold on a second. So this is the group. For anyone that wants to join. Okay, but anyways, look at the group for Uno Segundo, por favor. Okay. So there's a group. Okay, check that out. Let me see. Hold on. Okay. So look at that house that you can get for 7,000 Mexican pesos. Okay. Are we going to be able to see this here? Oh, boy. Yeah, Facebook doesn't agree with me sometimes. Okay. 6,000. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, we're going to go back to the beach while we figure this out. All right. Okay. All right, there we go. Okay. Try that again. So anyways, all right. So look at that. Look at that huge-ass house. Look at that. Another nice house. Oh, it's a one-bed, one-bath. It's like a little apartment. Okay. Okay. Another house. Okay. All these are for under $500, okay? So, you can, so again, you can get a lot of nice nice homes, all right? There's still a lot of available stuff out there, but you got to go out there and dig and look. And um, a lot of times, you know, um, you're going to be able to find them, especially be able to find them if you're walking around the neighborhoods themselves um, and talk to the people themselves and meet with, you know, like, yeah, 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 100%, you know, that's the, the best, best, you know, um, option. Okay, next question. Where were we? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, more questions. I finally got to see the great eye doctor. 
Awesome. Let me see questions. Where's Lambo? I haven't seen him in a while. He's he's back there. He's in the stable. He's there. He's retired. <laughs> Is electricity and Wi-Fi reliable in Mexico? Yes. Very reliable. Mm-mm-mm. Let me see. Da-da-da. Okay, I think I've already answered a lot of these questions. I'm just looking through the questions. Sorry, one second. Can you comment on the quality and quantity of live music shows in local menus? Oh, great. Yeah, there's a lot here. Um, so in, in many, there's a, there's a lot, and there's even more coming on a regular basis. So if you like live music, you know, they got live jazz clubs, piano clubs, you know, um, they got regular like salsa music, all kinds of things. So, for example, on Saturday, we're going to meet with some friends and uh, we're going to go um, like, a, you know, we're going to go in the afternoon to a place to, you know, uh, drink and, and have fun and eat and, um, and and salsa dance and stuff like that. So, you know, um, there's, there's all kinds of live music, all very now in a lot of Mexico, you're going to find it. But especially here, seems like there's a lot of that as out here. So that's that's really good. But you're going to find live music everywhere. And by the way, all kinds of live music. Uh, you know, you want heavy metal, rock and roll music, anything and everything. And like heavy metal by Mexicans and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, you know, all kinds of all kinds of music. By the way, shout out to all of you in the audience with all the kind words. Thank you very much for understanding the stalker situation. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let me see. Can you, can anyone trust a major medical insurance company? Okay, let me see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, again, I wish I'd, I don't know anything about insurance. I just pay out of pocket, man, because honestly, it's, uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's more reliable to just pay out of pocket, to tell you the truth. So, look at that load. I got 13 inches of snow. No, thank you. 95 degrees out here. Mega Shredder says, not a question, but the police in New York have been mad that they have as much power as the police in Mexico. Oh, they're not able to get away with other police officers in other states. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, there you go. Lori Nunn says, why does it take so long for a developer to complete a pre-sale in a Previta? I have been waiting for a year and they keep pushing the closing back. I am building in Cholula. Okay. Well, all right. This is a very complicated question. I was actually going to make a whole video on it and I will. I will because this is a com- uh, a question that is, uh, is a very complicated question, but not that complicated. Long story short, okay. I don't know your particular situation Lori okay but your situation is the situation that a lot of people are in in all over Merida I don't know about Mexico but in Merida okay so let me see um let me see oh yeah hold on let me lunar eclipse is saying I missed your I missed your question about Cuba is there a boat to Cuba for many there's a direct flights all right you can just go on a direct flight okay so, and they eat beans here. Yes, they eat beans. Okay, so um, the question, all right, that Lori asks, all right, says, why does it take so long for a developer to complete a pre-sale in a Previda? You know, uh, a, a private, you know, um, right, like a, 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 a privada. So basically a private, um, what is it? 
Damn it. Someone help me out there. Anyways, uh, but anyways, um, a gated community, a private gated community. That's what a privada is. There you go. Sorry, Jesus, my English not so good sometimes. So, anyways, why does it take so long for a developer to complete a pre-sale in a private community? All right, in a gated community. I have been waiting for a year, and they keep pushing and closing the closing back. I am building in Cholula. Okay, so. What's really going on with a lot of these things is multiple things, okay? You're finding that some of these builders and some of these areas are doing a phenomenal job and a great job and they're finishing on time or even early. And then some are taking forever. Some are not finishing the job and running away with the money. And some are just running away with the money. So there's a lot of uh, scams, okay? Especially in this area when it comes for real estate. Again, this is why we got the Jose Novello, the lawyer, and he's, you know, again, someone I trust and all this other stuff because there's been many of you guys that, you know, wa- you know, went to go hire Jose. They said, oh, I don't want to hire Jose. Why is he more expensive than the other people? Don't worry about it. They go with somebody else. They lose uh, thousands of U.S. dollars, and then they end up having to go back with Jose because, well, you know, he goes, he's going to get the job done right. And uh, not just Jose, but other people, you know what I mean, that know how to get the job done right. And uh, that's the problem, you know what I mean? Because, look, if you guys have been following me long enough, you guys know that I was on the verge of even buying property myself and it fell through. It just did not work out because it ended up not, you know, not being what they said it was. We were right this close, this, this, this close. And because of all the extensive research we did, we found out that it was a scam. You know, it was not what they said it was, you know, like they, the, they were not the rightful property owner, you know, there, that's, you know, that's what it was, but other YouTubers, you know, like Spanish YouTubers and other YouTubers out there, like, again, remember there's many YouTubers out there. Oh, sorry. I think the, the garbage is going through. Hopefully Gizmo's not too loud. All right, hold on. Let's wait for the I want to finish my thought there. But anyways, other YouTubers, you know, like Spanish YouTubers or what have you, you know, Mexican YouTubers, you know, they have gotten, uh, you know, scammed, you know, with some of these things, you know, where they've been like, again, in your same situation, Lori, where they've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And then they found out, oh, wait a minute, they just ran away with the money. They just built halfway and they left. So I don't know what your exact situation is. I don't know how much money you gave. I don't know what you signed. I don't know your situation, but, you know, Everyone has a different uh, way of dealing with this. You know what I mean? Um, some people have gone to those developers and they've, you know, been able to shake them down to get their money back and to nullify the contract. Other people have had no luck and they, you know, they, they were out of the money as the people ran away with it. You know, other people had to end up, you know, firing a developer or the builder and, and hiring a new one because that the, the first one started to scam them or milk them dry for money. I mean, there's so many horror stories and scenarios. And like I said, that's why I need to make a video on this whole topic. And, uh, you know, that's why you got to be buyer beware and be very careful. And, uh, you know, it's not what, you know, again, one thing is renting a property. And another thing is coming out here and, you know, um, buying and, and building a property. Okay. And that comes with a lot, a lot of uh, problems. You know what I mean? Because again, you you don't know who you can trust, and uh, you know a lot of times, um, you know the reality is is that since the people that do these projects, you know these scams or these situations, you know um, they know how the law works, they know it better than you do, and so that's why they know that you know they can easily scam you 
get you to sign something that you didn't probably read yourself because it was in another language. And on top of that, you know, um, they know that once you give them that cash money in hand, they don't got to do anything. And some people, even when you do the contract and do it the right way and everything is in your favor, they still, you know, end up screwing you, you know, and things like that. So it's very hard, you know, to find reputable people, at least in this area. I don't know about other parts of Mexico, but it is it's, it's difficult. Now, I'm not... It's not okay. It's difficult to find reputable people to help you out that are inexpensive. Let me let me say that, okay? Because the reality is is that, you know, there are a lot of reputable people out there, okay? Um and a lot of reputable companies and realtors and all that stuff out there and um you know, they're just going to cost you money and a, lot, and a lot of people don't go with them because they just say, oh, they're going to give me the gringo price. They're going to give me this and they're going to, you know, all that. They're just charging, overcharging. But no, no, you're you're getting overcharged. You're not getting overcharged. You're getting charged the proper rate. OK, and you're going to make and the reason you're getting charged that proper rate is because you, you know, you know that these people are a people you can trust you know they're a trusted company a trusted entity and i'm not talking about jose in this case i'm talking about other people out there all right other companies out there um that you know some people love to deal with them and other people don't and again it's just you you in mexico you definitely pay what you was it you buy what you get uh you was it you pay what you get for or whatever you know what i mean so if you get something if you pay um for a really 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 good service then you're going to get your money's worth. You know what I mean? But if you are, you know, looking to nickel and dime and you're looking for the cheapest option, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's you're going to get what you pay for. It's as simple as that. And so a lot of times, you know, people don't want to go with, a, you know, more expensive option um, just to save some money only to quickly realize, oh, wait a minute, you know, this cheap option is going to cost me 10 times the amount of money. And uh, it happens a lot. Because again, because of the lack of oversight, lack of rules and regulation, the fact that we live in anarchy, you know, there's a lot of people that love that, like me, but that, that comes with its negatives as well. And, uh, you know, again, I have myself, you know, dealt with this, you know, a lot of you guys have dealt with it, you know, um, since I am a person that, you know, comes from like Miami, for example, and I know how it is to deal with animals and live with animals and, and live in anarchy. Um, I'm very, 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 very vigilant. You know what I mean? And again, it was all the way up. We were about to sign and it was like, man, I can't believe that we, you know what I mean? Like, not that we missed it because we didn't miss it. It was just like in, in a piece of evidence that just kind of came about at the last minute. And it's like, oh, thank God we did not sign. And so a lot of people don't do that due diligence and they just sign, you know, on the dotted line, you know, uh, with blind eyes. And then they're surprised when they get scammed or it's not even scammed, but they just don't deliver what they promise. And they are not contractually obligated to do so. And you find out the hard way of that. And um, it's just it's many, many things. And right now, especially in this area, you're seeing so many projects out there. Oh, buy your plot of land, buy your development, buy your this, buy that. Buy, and it's like, dude, I mean, do, are you even looking into that? You know, all these people with their eco-friendly communities and their buy your plot of land and you're going to be part of this community or part of that thing or part of this thing or part of this privada. And it's like, you're just giving money blindly to people that are telling you that they're going to deforest this jungle. Okay, and build a property for you for I mean, come on, man, you know, so it's, it's many, it's so many things, so many things. So, uh, you know, in your case, I know your case is uh, a little bit 
you know, it's in Cholula. I understand it's already, you know, uh, an area where they're doing a lot of building construction, but it's a very common thing. And um, I wish I could help you out on that, but I don't know the exacts of your situation. And it's just, it could be so, um, you know, frustrating. Okay, I see Lori says something else. Says, Thank you. I have an attorney who is staying on them. This just seems to be common. It is very common. And um, it is a pain in the butt. And uh, but at the end of the day, I do know I do know for a fact that if you do hire, you know, the right if you do your research, OK, extensive research and you hire the right people, you'll be fine. A lot of times you're going to have to end up hiring an outside company, meaning instead of hiring a Yucatecan company or a local company, you're going to have to hire a company that comes from Mexico City or from another part of Mexico that, you know, again, they're, they're there to do business and work and make and make things and build. They're not there to drain you know, the gringo from their funds. Okay. So it's just, you know, so many things like that. But anyways, all right, I digress. Like I said, I'm gonna have to make a future episode talking about that because that's like a, a, a huge issue that, you know, a lot of people have, you know, throughout Mexico, but especially in this area, you know, unfortunately, you know, so where it's, it's not, it's not as easy as uh, a lot of people think. And again, this is not just a thing that, you know, uh, expats are dealing with. This is like everybody, Mexicans included. Okay. So FYI. All right. Angie asks, Angie Hernandez, shout out to you, Angie, says, do you know what the official dual Mexican citizenship document looks like? I have no idea. No idea. I'm in the process, but still in the dark on what the final product looks like. I have no clue. But I mean, if you're becoming a dual citizen, it's just basically what's going to happen is that you, you know, you're now a Mexican citizen alongside with a U.S. citizen. And they're both separate things, you know, meaning that, you know, you're a U.S. citizen with your U.S. passport and then you're a Mexican citizen with your Mexican passport and your Mexican Social Security card or INE or whatever and your U.S. Social Security card. And that's it. But they're separate. There's, I don't think there's a, a dual citizenship card. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, I think what you're asking for is a document, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think that you're not, I don't know. I don't know. I think you, I think what you just need to do is apply for citizenship. That's it. It's not applying for dual citizenship. It's just applying for Mexican citizenship. And then they're going to ask you, you know, um, how, you know, through family structure or because you've been living here or whatever, you know what I mean? So, um, I think that's how it's, I hope that answers your question. Okay, next. Oh no, it uh, seems like Emily's going for a root canal tomorrow. Oh, sorry, sucks. Sorry about that. Good luck with that. Hope you feel better. Megashredder says, since the legalization of cannabis, is it hard to find concentrates and raw? Yes, yes, it is. I haven't yet to see any of that out here. So, just regular, um, all we have out here is just regular buds and things like that and vape pens. Oh, shout out to Teresa McCoy for the $2. Shout out to you. Thank you very much. And shout out to Lori Nunn for the $5. Shout out to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, sorry about the horn. That's the only thing I got. All right, so. Bruh. <laughs> All right, let's say. Well, Ash Smith says, what's the cheapest way to Merida? A plane, I guess. You know what I mean? Just get a plane. I mean, or a bus. But probably like a plane. I mean, when I, I remember when I came out here, I came out here with a thousand five hundred bucks to my name, and that was that was after I bought my 
ticket, okay? Because, you know, that's what I had to my name, but obviously I had to spend money to buy the ticket. And that was the cheapest option for me was to fly to Merida. Now, flying might be the cheapest, um, but I think the bus might be the cheapest. But at the end of the day, I would highly recommend you just take the flight. All right. Let me see more questions. The best business people are conspiracy theorists. There's interesting conspiracy in just about every business dealing. That's right. I bought a dog in Mexico at the vet, a little white poodle. Good for you. That's awesome, Lunar. Ruff, ruff. Lots of veterinarians have puppies for sale. Really? <laughs> just walk around to different vet offices and ask her. I had no idea. No clue. All right. Um, Teresa, my husband and I plan to come to Medina later this year to check it out. Would you suggest flying or renting a car using Uber or driving? I'm in Shreveport. Well, flying. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're gonna check it out, you're gonna just fly. I would highly suggest just fly down here, and that's it. Probably be easier. And then once you're here, um, just Uber, just Uber around. Because if you're just visiting, you're just gonna spend a little time out here. Um, there's no need to rent a car. You can just Uber. It's cheap enough, you know. But once you, you know, once you come out here, you might want to invest in a car. Once you're living out here or whatever. But not necessary, though. Not necessary. You don't need, Remember, I, I just bought a car recently and I still barely use it. You know, again, the other day I had to go out, you know what I mean? Because I had to go do groceries, you know? Like, I had to go to multiple grocery stores. I was like, you know, I had to take out the car. But it was like a week sitting there without me turning it on. <laughs> you know, because it's like, uh, for what? You know what I mean? I, I bike around or I'll walk around, you know, to mo most of the places I, I need to get to. So, um, let me see. Jeremy says, how can I find a quality plug? I don't want to end up on the wrong side of the cartel. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just depends on where you're at. You know, the reality is, is that that's, you know, if you, I don't know what you're looking for, but if you're just looking for herbs, you know, flowers, it's easy, man. It's just asking the right person and they, you know, guide you. And in some places they basically offer it up. Because remember, it's legal already. It's just illegal to sell and illegal to buy. Other than that, you know what I mean? Everything else about it is legal. So, you know, the cartels aren't really messing with that. They, it's not really, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking about making money. You know, they're not making money with that. So that's not really a concern. It's just really... You know, just make sure you don't get in trouble by doing anything stupid. But it's really not that hard to obtain, again. So, Caddy Williams says, is it safe for a woman in her mid-20s to move solo to Mexico? Yes. It's just, again, practice common sense. Pra again, I repeat over and over again in my videos, and many people, for whatever reason, don't understand this. But practice common sense. Practice common sense. Okay. Caddy Williams says, can oil engineers find the well-paid jobs in Mexico? I have no clue, Caddy. I wish I could help you out with that. I have no idea. I would say yes. In Spanish, but you got to speak Spanish. So if Caddy Williams, you speak Spanish and English, and you, you know, have an engineer's degree in, in the oil industry, oh, yeah, you know, oil and energy is a major industry in this country, and you will be able to find a pretty good job. But yeah, you got to learn Spanish, I guess. But I, I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm not an expert. But I would say yes. You know what I mean? Yes. If you speak Spanish, you're good to go. And there is an industry for that here. Okay. Correct. Is there? There is no dual citizenship document. You just need to apply for a Mexican passport if you're a citizen. That's it. All right. 
And just apply for citizenship. You know what I mean? In this case. Okay. My sister is pregnant. I'm going to be a dad. All right. Ooh. Brady. <laughs> Hold on. Bruh. <laughs> can we, can you get a Mexican address? All right. A two-year-old uh, says, can you, can you get a Mexican address for banks and cell phones without a long-term rental? Yeah. It's very easy. Um, again, you know, in order to get a, um, for cell phones, you don't need anything. You can just get a, a cell phone chip and you can get a cell phone without ever having to register anything. Okay. So honestly, um, you know, when it comes to cell phones, you don't need anything. Okay. You can do it on a tourist visa with any, with nothing. Now, when it comes to bank account, you need a, at the very least a temporary or a permanent residency okay so if you got your temporary residency you just need a temporary residency your passport and i forgot what else i think that's it oh yeah oh yeah and a proof of address yeah sorry geez i can't believe i'm such an idiot it's the question you were asking me Bruh. so anyways a proof of address now you, how do you get a proof of address very easy you get your a bill that is uh with the address of the home you're living in so obviously for anyone that's living in mexico or has been out here already you know that your bills are not in your name all the bills are in the owner's name okay and um even though you go pay them um your light bill whatever all the bills are, are in the owner's name except for the internet bill but anyways so what you do is that you just get your um the bill okay with the owner's name on it and the address on it and that's it because they just need an address and so you're going to use your home address so you take your own bill now it doesn't hurt to take the internet bill because the internet bill has your name on it with your address and then you take the the um, the light bill the cfe light bill and then the light bill provides the address and that's the bill bill okay and it's the owner's name and so the owner is obviously the guy that's renting to you because you are on a temporary residency. Now, if you have a bill in your name because you own the house, well, it's even better. But you do not need to be on the name of the bill in order for it to be your proof of address. I hope that helps, okay? But just in case, if you have an internet bill with your name on it, it doesn't hurt to bring it, okay? But it, what you do need is, again, like the light bill. Like, an, you know, like, you know, the light bill, the water bill, those are like the hard bills, okay? So those are the ones that they ask for when they're asking for that, for proof of address, okay? So I hope that helps. Let me see. Next question. Oh, yeah. Is it safe for a woman in her mid-20s to move solo to Mexico? But, yeah, the answer, the answer to that is yes, yes. I don't know if I answered it or not. But the answer is yes. Again, just practice common sense and you'll be totally fine. In fact, I think that, you know, it's safer for a woman to be out here. Um, than it is in, in many parts of the world, you know. So, um, again, I'm not going to sugarcoat things and pretend like things, you know, don't happen because they do happen. And, you know, Mexico can be a little less friendly or safe for a woman, you know, for many obvious reasons, you know, especially a solo woman that might not even know much of the language. Okay. So, yes, you know, you, you know, could be a little unsafe. But again, it's all about common sense. If you stick to certain areas out there, you really got no problem when it comes to that, okay? When it comes to safety. But if you stay, you know, if you're in bad areas, dealing with bad people, you know, getting off the beaten path, 
not practicing common sense, and I can go on and on, then yeah, you know, your risk of safety, you know, uh, what is your safety? You, you, you have less safe. <laughs> You're less safe, okay? And I hope that makes sense. Okay. Bruh. Shout out to Sheila Flowers out there. I see you. I saw you become a member out there. Shout out to you. Much, much appreciated. Hells to the year. So Sheila Flowers, new member. All right. So shout out to all the members, all the new members, all the old members, all the members, all the patrons, all the contributors, every single one of you. Love you guys. Shout out to all of you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Next question. Try to find an online job in America like a chat operator. Those are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a way you can make money. You know what I mean? To get, get a job. And uh, once you have that job, it's going to make, you know, the transition out here so much easier. All right. And he says, do you have a suggestion for which border location to cross through when driving through down through Texas? Um, I did a video very recently with um, David Rogers and he, uh, David Rogers and Rebecca Rogers, and they drove through Texas and they came out through um, through here. Uh, let me see if I can find that video and I'll let you know. Well, it's a great, uh, let me see, one second. Uno segundo, four for Boris. Okay, I'm gonna show you guys real quick. Hey guys, how's it going and welcome back. Okay, hold on, you don't need to hear me again. Okay, so let's see where they crossed. Was it here? Okay, so it was a Nuevo Laredo. Okay, so they crossed in the Nuevo Laredo, um, Laredo, Colombia Solidarity International Bridge or whatever. Okay, you can watch that video. Okay, that I recently did with them, and uh, they they talk about the whole process. Okay, of uh, driving down through Mexico. Okay, all the way from from there. So, okay, so that's the area right there. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Next question. Hope that answers your question. Philip says, check on Facebook Marketplace, but if they don't contact you through WhatsApp, you won't get an answer. Okay. I have good credit with Telmex, but they're sending me emails to reconnect. Okay. What's up? What's up, Philip? Have you. Okay. Yeah, you could be an English teacher as well. Hey, thank you, Ash Smith. You seem to know a lot. Oh, thank you for the dollar, Philip. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Philip, for the dollar coming all the way from the Asian islands out there. Shout out to you. Um, but anyways, and thank you, Ash Smith. I really appreciate your knowledge on uh, helping people seek employment out there. Um, you know, what is it? Seek um, remote employment. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Uh, Brady says, I have two big dogs. How easy is it to fly in with them? Can I get a pet-friendly Airbnb? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, um, by the way, again, congratulations to, you know, you and your sister, okay, on uh, on your child, okay? Bruh. I'm guessing uh, you're coming from. Anyways, all right, so, like, about the dogs. I'm hoping, anyways, I don't want to get into the whole dog thing. Anyway, so, yeah, well, it's, it's, sorry, I'm just trying to think of jokes and be funny here, but as you know, I'm not that funny. Okay. Bruh. Okay. I have two dogs. How easy is it to fly with them? Okay. So you got two big dogs. Okay. Well, look. I don't, um. I know that you can fly with them, but I don't know how 
easy it is, you know, because I never had to fly with a big dog. But I know that you can just get a cage and they'll put them down into the, what is it, into the special luggage cellar area. And, you know, your animal can fly. Your animals can fly with you. You can probably also, depending on the animal, maybe have them on board with you. I don't know how that works in the U.S., you know, with a whole... Uh, you know, hey, this uh, animal, this dog is my emotional support animal. So you might be able to get them on the, on the plane with you. But if they're a huge dog, you know what I mean? Like uh, you're going to have to, uh, you know, put them in a cage, subdue them, put them under the plane and bring them that way. Okay, that's number one. And then, yes, when it comes to air, pet friendly Airbnbs, pet friendly places, you're going to be able to find them. But, you know, not all places are pet friendly. But yes, you know, there are a lot, a lot of pet friendly places simply because a lot of people have dogs out here or pets. You know, that's like your security alarm is your dog. So, but yeah, David Rogers, you know, um, and by the way, again, David Rogers, you know, from the video we were just uh, talking about a few minutes ago, Mr. David Rogers, they, they drove down with their doggies. So let me see if we can get uh, where, where is he? They flew down with their doggies. Anyways, anyways. Where was he? I'm trying to see because I remember remember when uh oh there. See. Okay. But yeah, a lot of people that have bigger dogs, they drive with their dogs. You know what I mean? They end up just driving. Okay. So a lot of people that have their big pooches, you know, they end up just driving down with them because, you know, again, for the comfort of the animal, for the safety of the animal, um, and so many other things like that. Okay. All right. Shout out to Simon. <laughs> All right. Questions, questions. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Emily says, Greyhound goes to Monterrey, Mexico. Cool, that's awesome. Then take a Mexican bus anywhere else. Yeah, so get on the ADO bus. If you're going to go on a Mexican bus, I would go with the ADO bus. ADO. Okay? ADO is like the Greyhound out here, but like a million times better. Do you need a degree to teach English in Mexico? No. But you can teach online as well. Like I've talked about before. Here, let me show you real quick. You can teach on... Hold on one second. So if you want to teach English, you can teach online as well. Okay, you can teach on Cambly.com. Okay, as you guys can see there, Cambly.com. Or you can teach on Engu engu.com okay e-n-g-o and you can just work remote from from your home okay but you don't need anything okay all right so that's you know that's how you can do it online you can also do it in person here Let me see. Is it legal okay to rent a place and then do hospitality, hosting, a room? That's very illegal. And if you do that, 
which people have done that you get kicked out immediately get in trouble all that stuff so no don't do that forever's realms the says still laugh about the video you did where the car came close to you and you dubbed in bro oh yeah <laughs> i don't even remember that i forgot that chapas rocks chapas is great what's the state with more oil in mexico jose i have no idea I want, I want to say Campeche, maybe? Or, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. David said, yeah, there's also services that will help you drive you and your dogs down as well. Try to Google American. Yeah, okay. So Google American companies hiring in Mexico in your area of profession. You might find something. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Ash. How much do English teachers make in Mexico? I have no idea. You get paid $10 an hour to teach online, though. It's $10 an hour to teach online. Oh, okay. Thank you, Philip, for, for the oil. So, look, Tampico, Veracruz, Campeche, they have oil. But I don't know. Does credit matter in Mexico? Well, for what? American credit in Mexico doesn't... There's no... You cannot use American credit in Mexico, okay? American credit is for America. So if you want to use Mexican credit, you need to establish Mexican credit. And you can establish Mexican credit by, you know, um, opening up a bank account, um, maybe perhaps buying a car, you know, things like that. Same way you would establish credit in the USA. If you don't have an RFC, you're not going to get credit. Says David Rogers. Okay, let me see. Have you ever been to Belize? I have not been to Belize, but David Rogers has been to Belize. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Let me see. All right. Any more questions? Now, we're going to take a little two-minute break, all right? One second. Let me see. I am going to play a little music and let me see if there's more questions come in. I will. I will. Oh, we're not leaving yet. We're still here. Shay Christian's working in the other room. Have I seen any UFOs in Mexico? I have not. But, you know... Yeah, UFOs are a thing here in Mexico. That's a great question. Yeah, UFOs have, uh, UFOs and all that weird extraterrestrial stuff, you know, chupacabra, whatever, all that stuff. Yeah, that's a big thing out here, you know, always has been, always will be. Um, but yeah, you know, I know people seeing UFOs. I haven't seen one. I'm not a big UFO guy. I don't see it when I believe it. You know, not that I don't believe it, but you know, I'm not out there looking for Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Like if he shows up, I'll say, hi, what's up? How you doing? I think some people out there looking for you. <laughs> You know, same with the aliens and stuff, you know? Bruh. All right, let me see. Take, take me to your leader. I, I don't really work for the government, but hold on. Let me see if I can get somebody for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fucking aliens, you know? <laughs> Anyways. Let me see. All right. 
Emily says, minimum wage in Merida is 312 pesos. Oh, that's pretty good. I thought it was lower. So that's 16 US dollars a day. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But minimum wage, you know, varies. But I think, you know, the actual minimum minimum wage is... Um, which I'm gonna call it the actual minimum minimum wage is actually um, like 250 something, 60 something pesos or whatever. Um, it might be a little higher here, but Merida is one of the lowest. Is one of the lowest uh, um, when it comes to uh, minimum wage and payment. You know, so like uh, one of the lowest wages, one of the lowest wage states in all of Mexico is Merida, and uh, you know that's also why a lot of things are cheaper out here. But you know, honestly. You know, I think that's going to be changing, too, with the time. So, with times, you know, as things change as well. Um, my friends want me to, okay, yeah, I mean, you know, Spain's great, Portugal's great. But, again, it just depends on what you like and what you're into, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope to visit, you know, Spain and Portugal one day. You know, Christian, you know, as well. You know, we can't wait to go see those places, you know. Um, affordable. You know, Spain and Portugal are, especially Portugal, are definitely affordable. On par with Mexico. I think Mexico is definitely the most affordable. But, you know, it's pretty pretty surprising how affordable it is out there. Judy Rivera says, Hola, Jose. How many trips did you make to Merida before making the decision to move there? I only made one trip. Mila's story is very long and complicated. But I'll give you, you know, the short version. You know, um, I was in L.A., I, was, I came down on hard times. I needed to find a place to live. I couldn't find a place to live. I kind of put my finger on the map. I found Merida. I flew out here on a whim, found a place to live, and I only came out here with $1,500 to my name and a few bags, and uh, that's it. You know what I mean? You know, sure enough, I have, uh, you know what I mean, survived. So, but no, yeah, I, I didn't know any. I didn't know anything about Merida before I moved here. And has cost of living gone up since I moved here? Yes, cost of living inflation is a thing that's happening all around the world, but um, it's still cheaper here than a good majority of the places out there. But you gotta find you gotta find those deals. You know, the deals are harder and harder to find. You know, that's for sure. But you, just, I mean, not harder to find. You just gotta dig and dig and. And that's all, you know, it's just that there's more um, crappy offers out there is what I'm saying. More people trying to take advantage of, you know, of people, you know, than trying to overcharge for things that are not that price. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I saw about that 40-foot dude walking on a mountain in Mexico. But, I mean, who knows, man, you know, come on, have you seen technology today with all the you know, deep fakes and all that stuff. I mean, you know, I saw that video. I mean, you know, give me a break. Why is it that, you know, we can capture, you know, fucking freaking HD quality, you know, for certain things that are so minutia, but when it comes to like anything about an alien or Bigfoot or whatever, you know, we can't, everything is like 240p, you know, 480p, you know, it's like, it's like VHS quality, you know, come on, man, get out of here. So I don't know. <clears throat> what states have I been to in Mexico? Okay. I've been to the Yucatan. I've been to Quintana Roo. I've been to Oaxaca. I've been to Baja, Tijuana. And Mexico. Mexico City. 
Emily Quinn says 312 pesos is the northern border and 200 is the rest of the state. Yes, the rest of Mexico. Correct. It's actually, again, again, it went up. I know minimum wage went up this year and it's like 260 something. So 260 something pesos, right? So it's, it's like $13. I don't know what the rate would be now today. Yeah, I mean, I got my full story on the channel. So after the live stream, if you want to see my full story and you're interested and curious as to, you know, all of that, you know, please, you know, go ahead and feel free to check it out and you'll get to see more details on my story, my life. And I got, you know, tons of that on, on the channel. Yeah, but salaries are higher in the north of the country and in the border towns and all those areas. Shout out to Greg out there. Hey, hey, how's it going, brother? Are there any Dominicans in Medi that know? It's funny because, like, even uh, Christian doesn't even know what a Dominican is. We were actually, because I, I grew up with Dominicans. I'm from the U.S., you know, Miami, New York, you know, all that shit. So it's like, I know Dominicans, you know? I grew up with them. And, um, but Christian doesn't even know what a Dominican is. So we were like, actually, I was actually showing her videos and showing her, you know, Dominican stuff, you know, laughing our asses off. And, uh, and, uh, she's like, oh my God, I had no idea. I had no idea. So no, there's no Dominicans out here. Unfortunately, Dominicans are amazing. They're, they're cool, amazing food, amazing people, but no Dominicans out here. Because, you know, I think what it is, is that most Dominicans, you know, they just go to the U S to work. But if they're going to go back to, you know, regular life, they're just going to go back to the Dominican Republic. Why would a Dominican come out here? Or why? I would understand maybe one Dominican or two. But it's like, I mean, you know, again, when you're looking at how Dominicans live and live, you know, how Dominican is, how, you know, how, how life is out there. It's like, why would you go out there? You know what I mean? In fact, living in the Dominican Republic is an option. If you don't want to live in Mexico, you can go live there. <laughs> You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, a typical Dominican is going to be like, no, I'd rather just live in the Dominican Republic. Why would I move to Mexico? You know what I mean? So, you know, they got it pretty good out there, you know, for when it comes to Dominican Republic, I mean, I can't speak for all the Caribbean islands. You know, they're all a little different. So. So, yeah, let me see. Hmm. And watch your video of your first day in media and you look so freaking happy made me smile yeah man you know th thank you about that thank you that that video you know that video was uh man it's still kind of like a, it's bittersweet you know in a sense you know what i mean because it's like yeah you know what i mean it's like it was the beginning of my life out here and i was so happy to be free like really be free and um and at the same time it was, it was you know bitter you know like sad because, you know, I, I had to leave everything I knew behind. And I felt, you know, and I still feel like my parents felt when they would talk to me about Cuba and why they had to leave Cuba and leave communist Cuba and all that stuff. So to me, it's kind of crazy, especially seeing everything that's going on in the U.S. and in the, the first world. You know how, you know, a lot of these countries are turning, you know, communist, fascist, whatever you want to call it. And all of a sudden now I am the one that's out here, you know, repeating the same thing that my, not just parents, but my family members, you know, a lot of my extended family that left Cuba because of the communist regime that took power and how now I'm the one that left, you know, early and, um, you know, if things turn bad you know, I'll, I'll be, you know, repeating the same thing over and over again. But at least in my mind, I, I think that my country has already turned into that. And that's why I, you know, I was so happy when I moved, when I got here. And I, there was freedom, you know, like I got to, 
you know, experience freedom for the first time for reals, you know what I mean? And I experience freedom here all the time, you know, that I don't get to experience, you know, out there. So look at that. Emily Quinn says one Mexican peso equals three Dominican pesos. Oh, that's great. Things might be cheaper out there. We should go out there and check it out. Should go to Dominican Republic. So let me see. I've been told that folks at the border will confiscate anything electrical. Is that true? No. I honestly plan on selling just about everything, but we'll fight someone for my sewing machines. Yeah, no, no one's going to take anything at the border. No one's taking your sewing machine or your electronic devices or anything like that. And I don't even know where you heard that. They do not do anything like that at all, period. You know, that is, wow, that is interesting. Thanks for sharing, Teresa. But no, no, they do not do that. Emily says, my family is from Ireland and we had to leave to the USA. Yeah, so you understand. You know, I think a lot of you guys understand. Americans understand. It just sucks that, you know, now for the first time ever, you know, like a lot of Americans or, you know, people from Canada, whatever, you know, now they're the ones that are leaving and they're the immigrants. They're the ones that are leaving for freedom, you know, for a free country, you know, for a better life. And it it is kind of crazy, you know, it is kind of like weird how you know everything turns you know again like how more i think more americans are coming into mexico than mexicans into the u.s so which is kind of crazy how's the relationship between mexico and cuba well it's complicated but long story short um it's a good relationship but when it comes to immigration issues you know uh you know cubans unfortunately don't have it as easy as we do when it comes to immigration but other than that it seems like, you know, um, Cubans and Mexicans get along great. And there's a great relationship there. There's a great relationship between both governments, you know. Um, and, you know, Mexico gives a lot of aid to Cuba. Mexico's always helping Cuba. Mexico's an ally to Cuba. Not an ally to the regime. Not an ally to communism. But an ally to the people. And, you know, there's, you know, help. You know, Mexico helps. Me- Mexico helps Cuba a lot. And uh, there is relationship. So, for example, I can I can buy I can buy Cuban rum, Cuban cigars out here, um, no problem, because you know again you know there's no embargo with Mexico, so there's trade with Mexico. So Cuba sells its Cuban rum in in Mexico, so I can get Cuban rum out here, no problem. Which is awesome, by the way. It's awesome. It's only the best rum after all, right? So. Same with the cigars. Mega says, have you heard of the YouTuber Austin Hollerman who got ran out of Brazil? I have never heard of him. I have no idea who that is. Oh, look, we got Greg. Greg Esser out there with a $25. Super chat. Yeah, yeah. He gets a double, double, whatever. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Shout out to you, brother. Thank you, man. No, you the man. You to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, and thank you to everyone out there. By the way, with all the other super chats and all the contributions in today's show, shout out to you, shout out to all of you. In fact, still a little celebratory, you know, um, cig- cig- was it mini-, mini Cuban cigar here, right? A little cel- celebratory mini Cuban cigar. Bruh. Play a little music. <laughs> Can you fly from Merida to Cuba? Yes, you can. They have direct flights to Cuba. 
Would I leave Mexico if I found a well-paid job in the States? Never, never, never. Never, no way, no way. If I ever go back to the US, it's just, you know, to visit. That's it. You know, I'm just gonna go out to visit my friends, my family. You know, I got friends and family all over the US. And it would it would go to visit them. Is like, yes, of course, you know, I you know, I love and I miss them. But it would just be for that. I would never go back to live in the USA. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Like, no way. I don't I don't see myself living out there. Your freedom can be taken away like that. You know what I mean? Not interested. Oh, shout out to James Jordan. James Jordan with the ten dollars. Shout out to you, brother. Hells yeah, shout out to James, shout out to Greg. Shout out to everybody out there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hells yeah. Taking out the taking out the little little wifey, taking out the missus for tacos tomorrow night. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, let me see. Let me see, bro. It's here. It was. It was hailing. Where is it hailing? It's hailing where you live. That sucks. I hope it's. Uh, are you here? Many there. I hope it's not hailing here. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, there's a lot of wind out there, but sorry about this. The uh, the hail. Emily says, "I want to ride the buses through Mexico and see the natural beauty." Yeah, that's a great way to travel. You know, the ADO bus. So the, the bus that I'm always recommending, the ADO, ADO, okay? Again, I'm going to put it in the chat again. Yeah. Um, you're riding in luxury. You're riding in luxury. Again, the only thing that sucks is that it's a bus. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Some people don't like the bus. I get it. But, I mean, that is the... If you're going to travel by bus, you get in the ADO bus, and it is so cheap. And you get, like... You're, you're, you're basically... They have... On the bus, they got, you know, first class, you know, regular class, I think. You know, whatever. But anyways, you for the first class ticket on the bus, it is so cheap. So cheap. So, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very nice air conditioned. You know, you get all the plugs, you know, for your Wi-Fi, for your computer, for your whatever, you know. Oh, Nairu Jaloof is my beach backdrop a live camera pre-recorded. That is pre-recorded. I recorded that at the beach at last time. I think it was uh, the last time we went out there to that beach. I, I think I recorded this with David Rogers. I think when we went out there with David Rogers, this was a long time ago. There's just, you know, footage that I have randomly. I thought I'd play a little something different today. Oh, there you go. There you go. San Cristiano Beach. Yeah, you remember when I was recording that, right? Yeah. So, Beautiful. Beautiful. So yeah, that's uh, my backyard, literally. So, are there a lot of Cubans in Medellin? Yes, there are. There's a lot. There's more Cubans in this part of Mexico than anywhere else because since it's so close to Cuba, um, yeah, you know what I mean. There's a lot of influence, but the influence is has been coming here for for decades. You know because Med Medida, the Yucatan, the whole Yucatan Peninsula and Cuba are very close to each other. They're right next to each other. So there's, you know, since the Spanish Empire, there's been a lot of trade and movement and interaction between Cuba and the Yucatan. So that influence has always been around and there's always been Cubans around because of that. I wonder if it's raining. I don't think so. It doesn't look like it's raining. All right. Hey, good night, Greg. Thank you very much. Shout out to you. You're the best. Thank you, thank you. You're the best. Thank you. 
99, brother. Which is gracias. See you soon. All right, let me see. Next questions, next questions. When is the best time to go to Tulum? I don't know. I've never been to Tulum. Never been there. I have no idea. I don't know anything about Tulum. Any Amish in Medellin? I'm looking for a wife. No, there's no Amish, but they have the Mennonites. There are lots of Mennonites, you know, in, in Merida, and there's Mennonites all over Mexico. I think they're like the Amish. Not sure. Don't quote me on that. Can you tell the difference between the Cubans and Mexicans who live in Medellin? Yeah, of course, bro. I mean, it's like night and day. You know, Cubans are Cubans and Mexicans are Mexicans. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. It's like immediately. Immediately. You know what I mean? As soon as you look at them or they open their mouth. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, Cubans and Mexicans do not look alike. <laughs> or act alike or talk alike or there's nothing, there's nothing similar about them. You know, you might find a Cuban or here or there that might look like a Mexican or vice versa. But as soon as they open their mouth, you know immediately they're not Mexican or Yucatecan. So, let's see, let's see. Any more questions? I'm going to play a little music while we just chill. Right, we had a lot of great questions today. Thank you so much for all the amazing questions today. Um, we, we, I think we got to cover a lot of really important topics today that we, I don't, we never really got to talk about in other episodes. So shout out to all of you guys. I really appreciate it. And shout out to everyone out there that was help contributing to the show, whether it was a little donation here and there or um, through helping in the chat section, you know, in the, in, in, you know, that area there, helping the people's, <laughs> you know, with uh, other questions or follow-ups to the questions and all that good stuff. Best Mexican airline. <sighs> None. All airlines suck all over the planet. So I can't recommend. I cannot recommend any. So, but they're. I mean, you know, they're the airlines. You know, it is what it is. Where can you find them? The Mennonites? I have no idea. Just they're everywhere. You know, you'll find them at the. You might go to Walmart one day, and they're just hanging outside of Walmart selling their cheese or their, you know, goods. You know, they, they make stuff at their communities and then they come to sell them. Um, so that's one way. But you just randomly see them throughout the city. I don't know. I don't I don't know where they live. I have no idea where the Mennonites are. Where they, I don't know where the Mennonites congregate. But I don't, I don't mean, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't I mean, I don't think, uh, I, I don't think that you're going to be able to just like uh, get yourself a Mennonite wifey. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think that that's how that works. Yeah. Bruh. I think they stick to their own. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Let me see. Questions, questions. Are Cubans giving political asylum in Mexico? I don't know. I have no idea how that works, actually. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they apply for regular residency or if they apply for political asylum in Mexico. I'm not quite sure. Lunar, equ 
Lunar Eclipse says if any of the trans stuff has that infected uh, Merida yet. Well, you know, Merida is a place that is pretty open to, you know, gay community and is very LGBTQ friendly and all that stuff and, and all that. Now, some parts of Mexico, some parts of Mexico are free and open to that. Others are not. Others really are against that stuff. Um, but out here, it's pretty open and, you know, they're, they're about that, you know, and lifestyle. But just to give you an example of how Medida stands, let alone Mexico, okay? Like I said, Medida, I think, is like the most uh, free or one of, the, one of the most free and liberal outside of Mexico City. But out here, you know, um, you'll hear a story where, you know, the local nightclub they um, didn't allow a transgender person into the nightclub because they're a transgender. And then you go and then they post it on Facebook. Oh my God, I want my transgender rights. They did not let me into the club and yada, yada, yada. And when you look at the comment section, you look at the reactions, you know, about 10 to 15% of the population back the the trans person you know what i mean like 15 percent of the population is like oh yeah the poor person for not letting them into the whatever 85 percent of the population is like yeah no no you don't belong in the club so there's that so meaning mexico's mexico meaning you know it's very open and free you know you can do what you know certain things like that whatever you want to do you know but when it comes to like trying to uh push it to the extent that has been pushed in the USA, Canada, and Europe, I don't think it's going to happen here because of the religious factor. You know, the fact that everybody here is a hardcore Roman Catholic and, you know, they stick to that. And, you know, it's okay if you want to be gay, transgender, any of those things. You can do whatever you want, but, you know, you're not going to be infecting the rest of the population or you're not going to be forcing the rest of the population to think a certain way you know, or do a certain thing. Again, you know, so nothing that you see in the U.S. or Canada or Europe, you're going to see here. Because again, I, I, over and over and over again, I see them trying to push certain agendas or ideologies and it just does not stick to the wall. You know, again, you know, not this, me and Christian have a lot of gay friends and, you know, there's a big gay community out here, you know, whether it's for expats or for, for Mexicans or for artists and all this stuff. But it's, it's, you know, no, it's more traditional in the sense it's like, you know, you want to live that way and do that? That's great. There's no problem. Hey, hey, we'll, we'll applaud it if it's uh, uh, appropriate, you know, or whatever. But at the end of the day, yeah, no, don't be, you know, whatever you do in the privacy of your bedroom, you got to keep it there and only there. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Or else. All right. And that's it. And, and so to me, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe if you would ask me years ago about this topic, I would have been like, yeah, man, it's so backwards out here, blah, blah, blah. But after seeing everything that's happened in today's modern world, I'm like, oh, my God, I am so happy. I am so happy that they have at least a line in the sand here and they just say, hey, look, you can do all this stuff, but you know, don't just don't cross this line. As long as you don't cross this line, we're good to go. You know, and so, you know, that's fine with me. And so, yeah, you know, I see like transgender rights and then gay rights. You know, they still have a ways to go here in Mexico. And, you know, they're, they're you know, they're, they're going to get certain rights. You know what I mean? That we take for granted already in the USA. Um, but long story short, I don't, it's not going to get to that point of the ideology because there already exists an ideology in Mexico. And that's religion. And no matter how and look, a lot of a lot of the country. Remember, Mexico is a very, 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 very young country. 
okay? And they're um, prone to be, you know, anti-religion because they're young and, you know, all that, and whatever. But the reality is, is that no matter how, you know, how far away they might stray from religion, you know, the typical youngster, they don't stray too far away. And they just can't. And it just is part of the life and part of the culture and part of all that stuff. So because of that strong influence, I don't see another ideology taking over that one. You know what I mean? So, and it's just, that's just that. You know what I mean? So, but, but you know, that, that's a very complicated topic that I could talk about for a very long time. But I think that, you know, for for for, the, for at least for now, for, for decades to come, we're very safe here when it comes to that. And again, as we see the de deteriorization, right? De de I can't say the word right. Deteriorizing, you know, the, you know the destruction of morals, the destruction of society, the destruction of, you know, all these things, you know, uh, that we're seeing in our own countries at the moment. As Mexico sees that, remember, the neighbors... So Mexico can see everything the U.S. is doing as they see society fall apart simply because their morals fell apart. Oh, trust me, you know, Mexico's morals and their base when it comes to that because of religion and, you know, all the family structure factor stuff. Oh, no, it's just going to cement it even further. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's what I see in Mexico. There's just a strong, strong foundation that cannot be, you know, um, tampered with, I think, when it comes to that. So. Okay, so real quick, real quick. Oh, oh shout out to Rob Borland. Borden. Sorry. <laughs> My English is so good sometimes. Shout out to Rob Borden. Hells of the year. <laughs> with a 25 Canadian, right? Hells of the year. Get the double. Get the double horns. Shout to you, man. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. You are the man. Um, all right, let me see. Am I buying Bitcoin or investing in Bitcoin? No, not no. I am not buying Bitcoin. That was a good question. Yeah, I noticed I don't even talk about that no more. I should talk about that a lot. Yeah, I don't... I'm, I'm, don't buy Bitcoin right now. Um, Bitcoin is probably going to get to a million dollars at one point for sure. You know what I mean? I'm all about that. Um, but... Right now, don't buy Bitcoin, you know what I mean? Because it's going to go down even further at some point. Again, this is not financial advice. There's no advice. I'm just a dumbass sitting on a beach here. Um, but um, if it was me, which, you know, you're asking me what I'm doing, I'm not buying Bitcoin now. I'm waiting until the halvening. Once the halvening is over, you know, once we cross that, then at that point, that's the time to buy. But we're not even at the halvening yet. I don't know if I'm saying it right. But once we get past the halvening, that's the time to buy. The time to buy is like a little bit before the happening and a little bit after the happening. And, and that's really that's really the time to buy. And from after the happening passes a few or like a few months after that, that's when we that's when we always go up. OK, so right now, I think we still have over a year before the happening. OK, so we've got a ways to go. So I think, by the way, buying Bitcoin now is not a bad investment if you're just, you know, buying, buying it only to hold for a very long time because, you know, you know that Bitcoin is going to get to $100,000 or a million. So, again, if you buy at this price, you're good to go, but it's going to go lower. So you just know that. OK, so, OK, enough Bitcoin talk. That's what we're talking about here. OK, um, you know, also buy precious metals. OK, like silver. OK, silver. Yes, 
okay silver very important okay also mexican pesos these days you know they're, they're great um look at this you know i have my friend made this for me a, a bitcoin silver coin awesome right shout out to all of you guys all. in fact i'm gonna buy myself a silver coin with the 25 that uh, rob uh, sent me so with the 25 that rob sent me i'm gonna buy myself a gold a silver coin all right keep stacking keep stacking them coins all right especially with all the financial turmoil that's right in front of our faces right now you guys better figure out you guys better start learning your financials all right you guys better start learning uh you know what's really going on out there before you can't get caught with your pants down because if you think those pieces of paper are worth anything eh, you got something coming anyway so good luck out there to everybody shout out to you please you know uh get some everyone everyone should have financial education you know you guys should know about money all right so lunar says uh all right, we're gonna <laughs> let me see next question. Questions, questions. All right, let's play a little music while I look for questions. Oh wow, look at that! There's over sixty thousand Mennonites in Chihuahua. Holy guacamole! Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have that many here. I don't think that there's that many Mennonites here. In fact, I think most Mennonites are in the North Mexico part, right? Am I Republican or Democrat? I'm neither. I'm neither. I'm negative. I'm nothing. Oh, shout out to Lunar Eclipse for the two dollars. Thank you, thank you, Lunar Eclipse. <laughs> Yeah, that's not Cisalo. That's uh, the beach that David Rogers mentioned earlier. Because I was there with him. We filmed it together. <laughs> well, I filmed it while we were at the beach. Yeah, so... Yeah, just going back to that ideology stuff. It's just not going to... I don't think it's just going to not gonna fly out here because look at the end of the day you know we know this i think everyone's well versed on this topic already but how that really works is just destruction of the family structure you know what i mean and the, the family structure could not be any stronger here you know the family structure in mexico it's all about la familia familia you know come on even the cartel protect family for crying out loud you know what i mean so it's like it's very different very different so like you know you know if you got that strong structure there's no way that that other stuff is ever ever going to be able to poison the you know the that that well you know what i mean and again I, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff you know what i mean but to me it's like there's a time and a place for everything and you know just like anything i'm not talking about you know my my private life between me and my wife you know what i mean with kids or our, or you know what i mean or other people for crying out loud you know come on now you know so to me you know so and, and, and so anyways uh nothing but yeah when it comes to like i guess my political leanings um uh i am i did that uh political lean chart 
Now what's it called then? A political ideology chart or what have you. And I fall basically into the, you know, I'm like anarchistic more than anything. A libertarian anarchist. So, libertarian anarchist. So, to me, I'm all about freedom. I'm all about capitalism. I'm all, all I'm all about a lot of these things, you know? Yeah, thank God for Mexico. Seriously, man. Viva Mexico. Viva freaking Mexico. I love Mexico. Mexico's the best. Thank God. Thank Jeebus. Anyways... I think we've covered enough. I think we've gone and, uh, you know, we've, uh, I think we're, we're scraping the barrel now, you know, when it comes to topics and things to talk about. So I think we're just going to, you know, start wrapping this bad boy up. So let's just start talking about a few things real quick here. Um, for anyone out there that's been uh, following me recently and uh, been checking out my content recently, you guys know that we're starting a brand new thing here that's been going very well. Okay, where you guys get to ask me a question. All right, so let's just get into that for a quick second. Let's a promo. Promo time. So on my website, as you guys can see here, you know, you guys can go to my website and uh, click right here where it says have questions. Click here. All right. And uh, you're going to find me again. Look at that. Look, it's me. It's me. It's me. Mario. No way. It's me. Anyways, and so how this format works is that now you guys get to ask me a particular question, okay? And I get to answer your question live on the air. Whatever question you want. Most of the questions are about Mexico, but you can ask me about anything. And I ask and I answer for you. So how it works is that you send me a quick email, all right, telling me about what you want me to talk about, whether it's a question or a topic or whatever a problem you want me to help you out with whatever it is get creative anything anything and everything and so you you know you send me an email with what you want to talk about i look over it i let you know how much it's going to be you know there's going to be a donation you know part you know this is how this works you know we're all helping each other out i get to make a video just for you you get to help out the show um so yeah anyway so we come to an agreement on the price on what uh you know what this going to cost for me to make the video about whatever topic you want me to talk about whatever question you want me to answer and then i make the video i let you know when i'm going to upload the, i mean when i'm going to do the live stream i do it live i answer the question live so just in case you have the time and you want not everybody some people don't want to interact some people want to remain anonymous some people don't but if you don't and you want to be part of the show you know what i mean uh, we will agree to a time uh, and a date and when I'm going to do the live stream and, you know, I get to answer the question, you get to show up in the chat and ask follow up questions or what have you and so on and so forth. And it's going great because I get to ask, I get to answer specific questions. OK, as you guys can see here, you know, with the, the last question we did, it was like, is living in Mexico actually dangerous? We had another question, you know, um, how to support yourself when moving to Mexico at 21 Ask me, you know, this is the lecture. Okay, is smoking actually banned in Mexico? So all these are questions that I got asked by you guys, and I got to answer. And again, you know, um, some questions are going to be very short and sweet, and some are going to be very long. It all just depends on what it is you want me to talk about. Okay, can you collect, you know, disability? Can you collect, you know, whatever dating in Mexico? This one was a spicy one. This one is very spicy. I broke, I broke the Facebooks out there, you know, with that one. So. 
You already know how we do here, okay? So I hope you guys are enjoying the show. G Money says, G Monkey says, last question. How's the cocaine here? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, that's not really my thing. I, I, I like to smoke the, the, the herbs. So I'm not, really, I'm not really a cocaine guy. So I have no idea. I guess it's good. You know, getting it from Mexico. But I have no idea. Shout out to the Libertarian Emily. Shout out to you. But anyways, let's see, let's see. I think that's it. So, all right, guys, you already know the deal. <clears throat> if you like this kind of content and you want to see more, you already know. Don't forget to please like, please subscribe, please hit the bell icon. Please hit the bell icon because, again, I drop a lot of live content throughout the week, like as we were just discussing earlier. And... Uh, that way you never miss a thing and you know you'll get the notification immediately when i go live and you get to join the show join the mayhem and so on and so forth as you know this is the traditional uh question and answer session that i do once a month you know where i get to answer all of your questions you know any question like we did today we basically did two hours of fun today and then uh you know again for the specialty questions you know those are a lot shorter videos and uh i think that's it and then we drop our videos every Sunday. So don't forget to check out every Sunday morning. I drop a brand new video. So you already know what's up. So always a lot of fun, a lot of mayhem, a lot of content, a lot of everything. So you already know the deal. If you like this kind of content, don't forget to please like, please subscribe, please share, please hit the bell like. But more importantly than anything else, please stay awesome. Because Cheryl, oh, Cheryl Brown has one last question. Do you know how much about Oaxaca area? Yeah. I have, I'm glad you mentioned that. If you go to my page right here, all right, if you go right there, um, all over here it says playlist. Look, I got a Oaxaca playlist. How awesome is that? Super cool, right? So you can check out the Oaxaca playlist and you get to see how much I love Oaxaca. And I think Oaxaca is a great spot and I think you'll love it too. So especially if you love food, which I think all of us do. So, and if you do love food, look, I got a cooking channel as well. You know, you can check out my cooking channel, which keeps growing and I got to start making content for it as well. And so on and so forth. So, guys, you already know the deal. If you like this kind of content, you want to see more, go to my website. Go to my page and you can watch as many videos as your heart's content. Okay? So, check out the Oaxaca playlist and check out all the other playlists. All right. Guys, thanks again for watching. Love you guys. See you guys on the next one. Thanks for watching. And bye. Bye, Lodak. Bye, Cheryl. Bye, Ramon. Bye, Emily. Bye, Lunar. Bye. 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 Mm -hmm.